I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, September 26th, and we are so glad to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. We welcome those of you listening today on the radio, 95.9 FM, those on the radio app, those on the podcast. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. Those that are watching today on Facebook, those that are watching on YouTube, we welcome you, and I hope you're having a great day. Now, I got to tell you, I missed you last week, and uh, Brother Nathan filled in all week and I heard a lot of great reports uh, from last week, but I'm hoping you're still going to listen now. If everybody boycotts, then I guess we'll just turn it over to Brother Nathan, let him do it every day, but I appreciate him so much for filling in last week and for uh, teaching and sharing and uh, encouraging on the Winning Side broadcast. We're glad that you're with us today. Now, Yesterday was Sunday. We had a great day in church, great services all day. Uh, I enjoyed all the special music and all the preaching and teaching. I got to sit in Sunday school uh, yesterday, as I do every Sunday, but I enjoyed that. Got to hear Brother Dan teach. And then last night, we got to hear from the children's choir. They sang, did such a good job. And it was a wonderful day in church. Now, today, this is the start of our fall revival with Pastor Jack Treber. He'll be here tonight, 7 o'clock. He'll be preaching. Uh, we have the Williams family. They're from uh, Hillsboro, North Carolina, just probably about an hour and a half or so away, and they were with us in June. They're going to be singing tonight. It's going to be a wonderful service. Uh, I already got a report from a pastor in Virginia. They're bringing a group to come and to be a part of the service. And so let me encourage you, our church family, uh, our local listeners, let's not miss out tonight uh, on the revival. Seven o'clock. You say, well, I'll listen on the radio. That's wonderful. It's great on the radio. I'll watch online. Wonderful. It's great to watch online. But it is not the same as being in church. And I encourage you to come, if at all possible, Say, well, I'm working until 6 o'clock or 6.30. Uh, just race here. Make a beeline to get here. I promise you, you will be blessed if you'll come. And uh, I promise you, God's got something for you tonight through the singing and through the preaching and through the fellowship uh, that we will enjoy tonight at 7 o'clock. And then tomorrow night also, 7 o'clock, uh, Pastor Treber will be preaching. We'll have some of our groups that will be singing. It's going to be a wonderful time. I hope you'll be in prayer for the revival. And then tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we have our school chapel. And uh, we invite you to come if you'd like to slip in for that chapel service, if your schedule allows. Uh, we'll have a great time together. And we're excited about Pastor Treber coming all the way uh, from California. And uh, he's coming to be a blessing to our church. This was my pastor. And my wife and I are pastor in California. Um, our girls, Lacey and Savannah, they were born in Santa Clara. Pastor Treber was their pastor for the first two years uh, of their lives. And now we get to have him come. And we're so excited. All that God's done uh, through our staff, so many of our staff members 
uh, have been trained at North Valley Baptist Church, Golden State Baptist College, and we're indebted to Pastor Treber. Uh, by the way, you say, well, that name sounds familiar. He's on our radio station every day, Monday through Friday, uh, with Revival Time. Now, that's the broadcast and KNVBC Radio, and so we're looking forward to a wonderful time uh, for our revival. I hope you plan to be with us, and if you live in a distant state and you can't come, I hope you'll tune in 7 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night, 7 o'clock as well. Happy anniversary yesterday to Scott and Renee Hall. And I hope you had a wonderful day yesterday. And then today, uh, a happy birthday to Caitlin Tripp. And Caitlin, I hope you have a wonderful day and a happy birthday to you. Well, let's pray for our church, pray for our ministries, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for one another. And uh, let's uh, pray that God will do a great work. Let's pray for this broadcast. Uh, Pray that God will speak to somebody's heart and God will give us what we need uh, from the Word of God. Well, here's a song by the Williams family. They'll be with us tonight singing. But uh, here's a great song that he never gave up. I'm glad God never gave up on us. And uh, I'm thankful that he is faithful and he is dependable. You can count on him. Let's listen to this song. And then after this song, we will get into our Bible study in Psalm 142.
Amen for that. That's a blessing. Aren't you glad that Jesus never gave up on you? Uh, boy, I was, uh, I was preaching, I guess it was a week ago. We were talking about uh, just don't give up. Just, just be determined. We were talking about Nehemiah. You can, um, you can be uh, distracted or you can be determined. Nehemiah said, I cannot come down. I am doing a great work. And I want to tell you, if you're serving God, it's a great work. And don't give up. Don't quit. Uh, don't throw in the towel. Uh, just keep your eyes on Jesus. He never gave up on you. The Bible says that we run the race with patience that is set before us by looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, did you catch that? The author and finisher of our faith. I'm glad he finished. Uh, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured. He didn't quit. And uh, I'm thankful for that example. And you just keep running with Jesus, and uh, he's not going to quit, so you're not going to want to quit either. Just keep on going and keep your eyes on him. Let's look at Psalm 142, verse number 1. The psalm says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily or, 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 or secretly laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. What an amazing psalm. What a blessing this psalm is. But if you have your Bibles there, uh, I want you to notice the, um, the inscription at the top of this psalm or the description of this psalm. It says this psalm is a mascal of David. Now, the word mascal, it means instruction. Uh, there were some psalms that were used in the public worship 
the songs that or the psalms that were written to the chief musician. Uh, those were songs that were used in public worship. Uh, then there were some psalms that were just used for, for, for private or personal worship. There were just some psalms that were simply prayers of David or another psalmist that, as they cried out to God. But this is uh, written as a psalm of Maskell, meaning this is intended to be a psalm of instruction. This would be a psalm that the, the children of Israel would use to instruct their children. And they would use to instruct their young people and they would use to teach one another and to remind one another of the importance of prayer and the importance of God. We see it as a mascal of David. But then it goes on to say in the description of this psalm, it says it is a prayer when he was in the cave. Now that's interesting because the first part of the psalm, I think you might have been able to guess that David was in a difficult time. But then you get to the second part of the psalm and he talks about how God is his refuge and how God would deliver him. And he talks about the fact that the righteous will, will compass him, they will surround him because God is going to deal bountifully with him. Isn't that amazing that all of this was a prayer that David prayed when he was in the cave? Charles Spurgeon said it like this, caves make good prayer closets. Their gloom and solitude are helpful to the exercise of devotion. Had David prayed as much in his palace as he did in his cave, he might never have fallen into the act which brought such misery upon his later days. Wow, did you catch that? Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, one of the, the great authors of yesteryear who wrote so many books and uh, had so many of his sermons recorded. Many of his sermons were published in the newspapers uh, uh, every week because of uh, the, the hunger that people had for the Word of God. But Charles Spurgeon said this, if David would have prayed as much in the palace as he did in the cave, things might have been different. And can I tell you today, you might not be in a cave. And I hope you're, by the way, I hope you're not in a cave. Uh, when I say a cave, I'm not talking about a literal cave, but I mean a place of depression, uh, a place of heartache, uh, a place of, uh, of, uh, of difficulty, a place of heavy burdens. I hope you're not in a cave. But can I tell you this? Sometimes God allows us to go into the cave so that we'll turn our eyes back on Him. Sometimes God will put us in a cave because He wants us to listen. He's, he wants to teach us. He wants to show us something. And if David had prayed as much while he was in the palace, if he had prayed as much on the mountaintop as he did in the valley, things might have been different in David's later years. I want to ask you today, are you in a cave? If you are in a cave, I want to tell you it's a great place to pray. It's a great place to turn your eyes on Jesus. It's a great place to, to have a, a shift in your attitude and to get your focus back on God. If today you're listening to this broadcast and you say, Pastor, I'm not in a cave. I'm doing good. Life's good. I'm, uh, my family's healthy. Uh, my relationships are good. My job is good. Everything's going good. Wonderful. Don't neglect God in the good times. Don't forget about God just because of prosperity and just because of blessing. Uh, stay humble. Stay on your knees. Walk with God. Realize how much you need God in the palace just like you need Him in the cave. We see that this was a psalm of instruction and David says, uh, I, I had to write this. I had to come to this realization while I was in the cave, while he was running for his life, while he was in, in great sorrow, and while he was in a great uh, state of grief, David got a hold of God while he was in the cave. 
the disciples were with the Lord and they asked Jesus, they said, Lord, would you please teach us to pray? You know, every one of us, we need to enroll in the class of prayer. I'm not talking about an online class or I'm not talking about a physical classroom where you go and sit in a desk and all that. Nothing wrong with that. I took a class on prayer when I was in college and it was a powerful class. It was such a helpful class to me. But every Christian ought to be enrolled every day in the class of prayer. We need Jesus to teach us how to pray. We need to learn how to walk with God. We need to learn how to trust God. We need to learn how to uh, be empty of self so that we can then be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We're gonna look these next few days at Psalm 142 and this Psalm, this prayer of David while he was in the cave. I hope today, I hope you'll take some time to pray. Uh, Ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? The Bible tells us men ought always to pray and not to faint. And if you don't pray, you probably will faint. And can I tell you, if you will pray, God will give you the strength to keep on going and not to quit. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Hope to see many of you tonight, 7 o'clock here at Victory Baptist Church, Roanoke Rapids, for our first night of our fall revival. We hope you come and join us. God bless you. Have a great day. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.